You're listening to the Heroes Power Hour, presented by BlizzPro.com. Your hosts, Balrog Fan, Zexorus, and DJ Tyrant. Welcome, welcome everyone to the Heroes Power Hour, your Heroes of the Storm pod- podcast, brought to you by BlizzPro.com. I'm your host, DJ Tyrant, for September, what is it, the 19th, 19th. <laughs> 2017. This is episode 118 of the Heroes Power, and we thank you so much for joining us. Uh, with me is the full crew tonight. We do have, uh, starting off to my right on stream, uh, Balrog Fan BP. How are you, my friend? How has games been for you in general? Oh, pretty good. Uh, enjoying Heroes when I play it and cast it very much. Uh, kind of got back in the Hearthstone with the changes. Those have been fun. I've still seen double Innervate vi- Vicious pledling, Pledgling on first turn, so that that still happens. It's kind of an all-in thing, but whatever. And uh, I got Marvel vs. Capcom uh, Infinite, so I've been playing that a bit, too. There you go. Good week. Good times. Uh, Zaxus, how have you been? How have your week? How has your week been in gaming? My week in gaming has been uh, pretty solid. I had a lot of fun casting the uh, HGC North American Open Games with you last night. Um, played some pre-show games with uh, Bacon from the Bank, the Bank, the Gush, the Bank Gush Squad. <laughs> There we go. <laughs> I might as well just commit to it at that point. Um, Carl's and, face and, is amazing, then, by the way. And <laughs> in a rarity, we went undefeated tonight in the pre-show. That's awesome. Games. Well, remember when yeah. we had those post-show games and we were, like, really happy when we went undefeated on those those sets? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and because so it leads me to come into the show in a very good mood and i you know and, uh, and other things i've had a i had a sit down with some uh i'll call them high level moba uh personalities um to discuss uh, the growth for nexus uh, commentaries and that was mm-hmm. pretty that was pretty eye opening honestly and i learned a couple i learned a lot from that discussion and, and you know how to handle things and that was a, that was a lot of fun um well, it's, you know, I got Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite as well. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with that. Uh, definitely different, and I like it. Uh huh. There's cool. no stupid X Factor. <laughs> uh, physical art. All right, did you uh, pick up Marvel vs. Capcom? She apparently didn't pick up the uh, mute button as well. <laughs> nice. Sorry. <laughs> I, I did not pick it up. Um,. It is not on my to-do list at the moment, with a lot of other things going on. I'm transferring jobs, I'm watching HGC all weekend, and that was enough for me, so 
<laughs> I've been yeah. playing a lot of Heroes, uh, except, you know, attempting the PTR, but after 94 minutes of attempting to play the PTR <laughs> for one game... I cannot believe... Cannot game. believe that you stayed in queue for that long. That's impressive. Like, oh, I'm not even... I'm not... I know. Valley, I know, so. but I'm not even mad. I'm <laughs> impressed. <laughs> yeah, it, it got to 5,000 seconds in the elapsed wait time, and that was, that was oh, when I went to gosh. bed. Yeah. <laughs> what... Like at some point, it stops being about the weight, and starts getting spiteful. Like, well, how, yes. how long? You know, how long is this gonna take? Let's let's find out. out. I've got see, nothing to do. Let's go. See, for I it. had that thought, but it was at the three thousand mark. So oh my I gosh. stayed two thousand beyond that. That was oh. that was enough. Jeez. <laughs> there's a, there's only so. You gotta fix that, guys. I don't know how you're supposed to fix that for the PTR, but that's yeah, I don't know. That's gotta uh, get fixed got somehow. Out of it on Monday, so. But the, yeah, that's been my week. The next coming week is probably gonna be even heavier for me, so I'm looking forward to it. Cool. P Flame G, how about you? How's your week? Weeks? Week been in games? Uh, first, I want to give a shout out to somebody who probably doesn't watch the show anymore. But my brother Machota's birthday is today. Nice, Aww. happy, happy birthday. birthday, bro! Happy birthday! Um, otherwise, I play a little bit of Hots uh, pre-show games. I wanted to play Keldazad, but Lana was on Jane every game. But I did get to play Malthil and Twinwoods Varian and uh, Tharanda, who are all pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Those are good games. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. Uh, as for myself, I've been keeping myself pretty busy gaming wise i played some heroes over the weekend um mostly just quick match to just screw around and get some people to five that are we're not level five already um but also i've been playing a lot of uh the new metroid game for 3ds as well as uh, destiny 2 so <laughs> my gaming has been spread pretty pretty uh, wide and I, I always have my my wow wow rating once a week so <laughs> pretty busy but while, while raiding raiding's been pretty fun i'm really enjoying this uh this content patch and uh tuma cigarettes is pretty pretty fun uh, i'm looking forward to the next raid and um concerned that demon hunter dps kind of kind of sucks right now or i don't know or i'm playing it wrong one of, one of those those two probably is the case but yeah heroes has been fun been playing more warriors um played a bit of artanas and uh reminding me how much fun that he is as a hero and definitely want to play him more but we have a lot of stuff to get through this week so we're going to jump right into the news um and there's actually a news release that came out i think it was today of a brand new balance patch that will be coming out this week or this news came out yesterday but there will be a balance patch later on this week so if you're listening live a couple days from now if you're listening to the podcast um probably i would guess the 21st will be the this patch um a lot of changes to a lot of different heroes so we're gonna go over a couple of them uh really quickly but uh as is tradition when they release a hero they gotta touch it as soon as it comes out uh p flame g what do you think of these changes to kalathazad a lot of just mana increases a boss across the board for his abilities yeah so basically they nerfed his mana costs. They nerfed Shadow Fissure, which is the old everybody took. They buffed the cooldown on Frost Blast, which nobody took. They nerfed Phylactery of Kel'Thuzad. And they nerfed Glacial Spike. Um, 
which, I mean, there's other things that happen, but I think these are all pretty fair changes. I think Kelthazab is busted. Um, <laughs> you weren't the only one thinking that. <laughs> I know a lot of pro yeah. players were thinking he was pretty busted. He's He does a lot of damage. So removing, you know, 140 or 160 damage off of his Glacial Spike will nerf that damage combo. Um, so, I mean, that could be the difference between one-shotting you and not. And then uh, the mana cost will mean he's not quite as free to spam his abilities. They're not huge mana cost increases, um, but it, you know, he might actually have to back or maybe can't just throw out as many free E's to try and stack his quest or not. So, mm-hmm. I don't think any of this just removes him from the game. I think he's still a really good hero. No, I feel like he's really good still, and these are minor changes to kind of make him less ridiculous, I guess. Um, I, I don't want to say... What was the Medivh ability? Um, that they, I, yeah, yes of. Uh, you mean S of Johan for uh, S of Johanna? Yeah, or Ming, Johanna Li Ming. <laughs> We're yeah, all over I the mean, place. Li Ming, yeah. a Johanna W. <laughs> yeah, I, that's how I'm. When I see the changes to Glacial Spike, I feel like it's those same kind of cha- changes. They underestimated how good that was going to be. Mm-hmm. Well, like, and, well, what it one was. Kind of a core part of Keltuzad. The other one was just a talent that gave Li Ming way too much power and made her completely brain dead. Right, right. It's it's not the exact same thing. I'm just saying, like, Glacial Spike was that good of a talent that yeah, it should not yeah. probably do as much damage as it did. So Yeah, and they they increased the delay for the spike spawns. So you don't have as easy access to just, like, a really quick combo to blow up somebody who's isolated. Um mm-hmm. Which, again, is just like it makes it a little more difficult to do stuff with, with Glacial Spike. Yeah, I think those are all good changes. Um, but uh, what's happening in support land, Charlie? Uh, Morales and Brightwing are getting some changes as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited about uh, the Brightwing changes just because they're baselining Unfurling Spray, basically, which you always had to take. You wanted that increased radius on her passive. So now that that's just going to be in there, it's it's really helpful. And it opens up her level one, obviously. Um, you can go Q-Build. You're going to get it instead. It, now Dream Shot is going to increase the range on your Flare by 50%. And if you hit an enemy hero in the center portion, it reduces the cooldown to one second. So you're going to be able to spam it. The problem is... I don't think Brightwing has the mana to sustain that build. Um, I will test it out, obviously, but I'm more excited about Hypershift uh, getting an increased second on its cooldown because every time you are able to reduce the cooldown on your global, it's it's great. And uh, she's getting a number... Uh, her level 7 now also applies the shield to herself when she when you take phase shield. So that's now she can huge, see in quicker. I feel like that's a really huge change for her. Yeah, it's very big because especially you can you can phase shift in, you'll have a shield, you can afford to pixie dust your partner for the move speed if they need to get out or if they're looking to chase down. You have a you have a lot more flexibility when you come in. Um, and uh, the peekaboo radius got nerfed a bit. It it was obnoxious, so that doesn't surprise me. And and she lost the arcane barrage talent at at uh, four, but I'm assuming with dream shot she won't really need it anymore. So. Well, the thing I like about pick, uh, Peekaboo is now it applies Pixie Dust to the the, the phase shift target, and that's yeah. that's actually really, uh, really cool. Actually, now that I think about it, 
Yeah, no, it's, it's I feel a like very... A, I feel like it's a net gain for that. Yeah, Even though yeah. you're getting the nerf on the range of the vision, you're getting the pixie dust on top of that. Yeah, so it, it's, it, it, it's a buff if you're shifting in the middle of a fight. It's a nerf if you're face shifting five seconds before the fight starts, you can get the vision. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, peekaboo's generally taken strategically uh, by the pros for that reason, the, the latter reason Carl was stating. So mm -hmm. I think it'll feel more like a nerf to them. But yeah, the, the, the pixie dust thing's pretty cool. I mean, you know, it's a little move speed, a little spell damp or a little spell block. Um, it, it helps. Uh, mm -hmm. But yeah. And, and it, uh, oh, go ahead. Oh, uh, sorry, just real quick. Uh, it helps in like little skirmishes, right? So in a team fight, it's a nerf. But if you're just like, oh, they're on the top shrine in dragonshire and i'm helping to turn this you know 2v1 into a 2v2 you know the big stick shield means a lot yeah oh yeah for sure it's just a, you know the range like you said it's it's very nice when you need you're worried about basically creating your own you know mobile vision shrine and you want to extend that range as far out as possible mm -hmm. that's usually why you take that talent so but yeah at least they didn't fully nerf it well, we um, have two for you. I know uh, Morales yeah. got changed as well. Uh, base health and life regen increase for as far as the baseline uh, stuff. And what what else is uh, changing on her her kit with this upcoming patch? Um, basically, her uh, energy regeneration cooldown on her Q has reduced from three to two seconds. So she's going to be able to start restoring her energy out of fight a lot quicker. Um, I think it's going to make a very big difference. Uh, I, I think she's on the verge of being very playable, but uh, something like this is going to really help her step over the edge. It's it's really the only change of um, of any really con any real consequence. Uh, Cadacious feedback now increases basic attack range by 1.1, and only generates energy from basic attacks against heroic targets. So, since it's... the change to the energy bar, have you seen just better general play, like over time now? Um, it, it feels like she has a hard time sticking around for sustained fights still, uh, because she, that energy regeneration cooldown takes so long. Um, I've seen her used to some effect with certain comps that need her for stim drone and whatnot. She's not terrible or anything, but <clears throat> it, it felt like she wouldn't, she was a burst healer and that's it. And uh, that's kind of weird because she used to be able to stick around and sustain in fights for so long. So it, it's just been an adjustment. And I think uh, maybe the this energy regeneration cooldown will make a, make a big difference in her play. Mm -hmm. Most definitely. Um, to, yeah, moving on, though, uh, a little disclaimer. If you're listening to the uh, recorded version, you can probably skip ahead 20 minutes if you don't want to hear about Chen changes. Uh, but Zexorus, <laughs> how about those cha Chen changes? <laughs> Wow. Anybody get the number of that bus? <laughs> yeah, no no kidding. Jimmy with that savagery all of a sudden. <laughs> I love you, Zach. Good lord. I, Somebody I, had a good day. I don't know if you do, actually. <laughs> so they got rid of Grounding Brew. They, they combined it with Purifying Brew, which got moved to seven. And this means absolutely nothing. <laughs> <laughs> You're still going to take brew balance unless uh, it's an incredibly niche situation, so niche that like it's going to happen one out of or it's going to happen maybe 10 out of 90 games. You know, uh, uh, you know, it's it's not it doesn't mean anything. 
Like, this is essentially relentless. And they put it on the same tier as Brew Balance. And so nobody's going to take it. It's not going to get any real big use. If they put it at 13 where Relentless was, that's actually a good tier to put it on. The, the, the power of that, you know, so especially since they've reduced the cooldown of what, port, uh, what Purifying Brew does down to 15 seconds, like, that would be very, very competitive with, uh, with the 13 tier. But they're not going to because they don't know what they're doing with Chen. Um, like all of his talents are out of date. Uh, like like, and even the, the the developer was like, "Yeah, we kind of need to go back and touch up some of those those older quests because now there's like two part quests and Chen has access to none of them." I just threw my beard film across the table. <laughs> well, uh, I, I love the developer developer comment. Lowering the cooldown drastically and grant the functionality of grinding proof should incentivize players into choosing it when playing against certain team compositions. Sex is like, know, nope, nope, nope. I'm still taking brew balance because it lets me chase down the mages in the situations where I would even remotely consider purifying brew, which makes it a more valuable talent in the mm -hmm. long run. I hit that, I hit that 50 sweet spot. I get the regen and the move speed and I can just run mages down all day and they can't do anything about it. Like if it were, if, if purifying brew were at 13, I would take it probably a hundred percent of the time. I think we can all agree that Chen's pretty long overdue for a rework at, at this point. Especially, I mean, Johanna's getting one, basically, you know, soon. Like, Chen's been out a lot longer and needed one way before she did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she, yeah, he has. Um, but we're not going to get it because, again, they don't know how to balance Chen. He's in that weird spot where if you make his trait too powerful, like, he's just going to straight up break the game. And just Didn't Chen get him. a rework and you hated it? You know, I <laughs> the talents I liked about Chen in the rework are were the ones that never got picked. Ah, like because uh, elusive brawler is great for diving like under towers and stuff like that because the tower shots just miss you at that point and you uh, you run back you auto a creep wave and your elusive brawler's back up. You know, um, nobody takes up fresh and freshest ingredients. Um, very rarely did people take grounding brew. Cat, what do you pop? What is your malfunction? He, he's tired of you talking about Chen. I swear to God, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> but like, yeah, it, it's it's it goes back to the point about those quest talents needing a second, you know, reward to mm -hmm. match what everyone else has been getting, like. I, I was even tossing out like really weird ideas for like freshest ingredients where like you get 30 globes and um, after you collect 30 globes, you get mobile brew, but you you generate brew and shields like 50 percent slower. But you're walking around while drinking, which is also incredibly valuable, you know, but like. The developer didn't actually. I, I think he's being polite, but he is like, I don't, I don't think he said that was a terrible idea. I think he said it was an intriguing idea. But anyways, that's <laughs> that's 
That's Chen. Can we move on? This hurts my soul. Yeah, we can definitely move on. There were uh, some other warriors that were touched as well. We uh, want to talk quickly about Garrosh uh, getting a little bit of work on him. Uh, both Willie and I have uh, played a, a decent amount, and we're seeing the mana cost get increased um, in a couple of his uh, baseline abilities, Groundbreaker and Wrecking Ball, uh, getting a mana cost bump, but Decimate getting a mana cost reduction, that's not going to change the heroics that are picked for Garrosh at all, I don't think. Uh, I do like this level 1 change, the body check is getting its cooldown reduced from 20 to 16. I do like taking that at level 1. I know um, there are other talents that people do like to take, but I, I do like taking body check. Um, into the fray at 7, cooldown is increasing from 30 to 40. So, relatively small changes. Um, I don't think he's hurt him too much. Um, just some really minor adjustments. Zex, I'm curious what you think. Having watched a lot of uh, Garage play as well as playing playing quite a bit. The mana changes were definitely needed. Like, Garage, this kind of puts him in line to have to back for mana every once in a while. Just because of how often, especially if you go Warbreaker at 1 and you get that reduced cooldown on your Q. Um, the the amount of, of abilities he can spam before he can even remotely think about backing is just too much, and this kind of puts him in line to be more, uh, more in line with everybody else in terms of mana usage. Um, Des I, I don't know if I really agree with decimate the reduction. I think it's kind of negligent or not negligent, but irrelevant. Negligible. Negligible. Yeah, thank that's you. what we were looking for. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Um, because nobody really takes that talent, and in the three stacks you get to use, like you burn seventy-five mana. Okay. Like it, I think it's, it's just because it's a higher mana eight. usage talent than taunt. So if you nerf the mana on the other talents, then it's possible that um, picking decimate would now just completely run you out of mana. Yeah. They want yeah. to do avoid that. Yeah, I, I suppose, but I I really don't think the uh, the buff to the mana cost was was that necessary. Um, <sighs> Body check. I really want to like body check. I just can't bring myself to take it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I can't blame you for that. I mean, like, what was what was the other one we've been seeing a lot picked in competitive world it's, it's, world breaker? Uh, war war breaker. War breaker. That's, that's the one. I, that's the one. I, I that's the talent I brought up. Yeah, and that buffs the, the it buffs his uh, Q the uh, groundbreaker skill. Yep. Redo after you just after you just pull fifteen heroes, that actually needs to go up because it is way too easy to finish that quest. Um, fifteen heroes, you get three seconds off your uh, your groundbreaker, and it's already at an eight second <laughs> cooldown. So yeah. every five seconds, you can pull somebody back to you. That's about as obnoxious as uh, uh, what? Let's see, what was it? Uh, that was about as obnoxious as Warbringer was when it was a mini-stun. Yeah. Yes. So their developer comment was, like, we had initially we had low mana cost for Garage because it's a pretty low-impact warrior when his cooldowns aren't available. 
It's like, all right, they gave him a five second cooldown on his thing. <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, the, the five seconds, I mean, he's still not going to have that big of mana problems. Mm hmm. You know, but I mean, it's it's it was that the nurse were definitely needed. Like he's too effective right now. Like I almost feel like groundbreaker should cost a lot more for how useful it is. Like mm -hmm. not thirty five. I'm talking like fifty, sixty mana. Because the ability to like, especially with Carl said, you finish the war the 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 Warbreaker quest, and, you know, that's a five-second cooldown. You need to be punished for just throwing that out all crazy, you know? What did yeah, you I mean, say, Willy A lot of Brightwing's uh, abilities are very high uh, mana cost. I'm uh, not Brightwing, I'm sorry, Nazebo. Mm -hmm. A lot of her abilities are, or his abilities are very high mana cost. I'm tongue-tied tonight. <laughs> it happens. So. No, Willy, um, I'm actually just picturing the future of, um, Garrosh with Innervate and Nano Boost. That's actually what I was picturing right there. Stop it. <laughs> That's not nice. We don't talk like that around here. <laughs> That's, That's where my brain went. That's disgusting. <laughs> no, you were... It's like that, that that fisherman commercial, that that car insurance with the oh, you almost got it. You, know, you keep, pulling them, you keep yeah. pulling them back in. Oh, you almost got away. Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> but moving on a little bit, just because we have so much to cover tonight. Uh, some of the other heroes getting touched, Thrall getting uh, base max health and health regen to align with that uh, health increase. Developer comment for the Horde. Okay. I, I enjoyed that touch there. I did too. I th this is one of those changes that um, on paper doesn't seem particularly great, but it's one of those that could really help them in the long run. Depending on how the meta shifts, we'll see. I, I, health I, changes I, are always oh, impactful. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. It's a significant health change. Too. Yeah, it's okay. it's uh, almost 100 more health um, for, for base. It's actually 90. No, uh, never mind. I'm don't don't listen to my math. It's almost hundred. Okay, I won't. Um, but we've got to we got to touch on Chromie. Okay. Because my no. biggest fear my biggest fear just happened. Uh, before I, before I... that though, I want to talk a little bit about Cassia. Basic attack damage gain increased, and the passive damage bonus to blinded targets from blinding light is increased by five percent. Um, and also a couple talents are at level one getting uh change uh thunderstroke the uh, first quest reward damage bonus is increased from 75 to 100 so this is her her damage could uh ramp up pretty quickly here true sight is removed and seraph's him has been moved to level 13 but the cooldown reduction per basic attack against blinded heroes reduced from three to two seconds good so. lord Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a pretty big nerf for her moving Seraph's him that far down the talent tree. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't see a lot of her in HGC or in ranked games in general. Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't think with the current meta she's that strong to begin with. Charlie, uh, do you mean nerf? Well, yeah, because uh, they're moving mm -hmm. into level thirteen. They're no. moving it from 13 to 1. 
Oh, I'm sorry. Move from 13. <laughs> My mistake. My yes. other way. Yeah. Along with buffing your damage numbers. So. Yes. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's a significant buff then. I thought yeah. it was going, it was at level one and moving to 13. Maybe it'll help her then. I just, I never see her in gameplay. I feel like she's, she's really underrated. Yeah, I don't know. She, I don't, I don't enjoy playing her. And I don't know. I mean, clearly, I'm not the average pro, but I don't know if like there's some heroes that are pros just like really like to play and they'll play them. There's some pros that are like I just I don't enjoy this kind of gameplay or it's kind of too weird to get a hang of and they don't dump the time into learning it. Mm-hmm. But I think she's a really good hero. Yeah, she's. Uh, I've seen her used to, you know, good effect before. I, I think Digi likes her quite a bit. He he put in some work with her before. Do you think she's more of a niche map play than just no? Gen? I think she's just one of those heroes you like, kind of like Carl alluded to. You either latch on and just play the crap out of her, or you don't touch her at all. And and most people don't touch her. Sure. Because I I mean, like I said, I, I she's got a lot of strong abilities. She's capable of blowing people up. She's good at blinding people. She's she's an anti dive, anti you know engage warrior or assassin who has a pretty tanky health pool for what she's able to do so I don't really think there's anything wrong with her kit and I, with the Seraph's him moving down to level 1 that's going to make her a lot better that'll be fun to see then mm-hmm. I agree Jimmy? So, Chromie? Uh, you guys wanted to talk about Chromie being awful? <laughs> surprise no so remember me talking about uh <laughs> The other week, about how I hope they don't reduce the Sandblast quest. Yeah. They did. Yeah, they reduced it by 20. So now even the average bronze Joe. player will be able to eventually complete that quest. They said only about Who are you pointing at? Who are you? Who is a bronze dragon? I like. I see, I wasn't even going for the point. Wow. I wasn't even trying for it. You missed the pun. I, that, that, mm, pat myself on the back, wasn't even trying. So, but, um, 60 is, like, so easily attainable. Like, she's now broken. She's now just way too strong at this point. Like, they're gonna, they're gonna come back after, uh, Anna drops and be like, we made a mistake. <laughs> it was a really yeah. good mistake. I don't know about you, but I'm excited to see Prismat play that. Uh, oh th- that's gosh. fine. Like, <laughs> but... He's like 9-0 on Chrome now. <laughs> yeah, this is just absolutely like, no, why did you do that, Blizzard? Like, I don't... Only 40% of Chromie players were unlocking the Echo over the course of the game. Well, maybe they should hit their skill shots. <laughs> that was the point of adding that quest, guys. Oh they... my goodness! And among players that it did, it was incurring later than we'd like because you put a storm talent baseline. <laughs> what did you want them to get it? Level five? Good, good. Let the rage fill you. <laughs> I think I think eighty to sixty was definitely an over adjustment. Maybe well, to eighty yeah. to seventy-five. I think I think it's a fine. test mark. They're it... they're. You know, what, what's a dollar to see who can grab what, it. What's interesting, though, is they usually do those in minor, like, increments. Like, we're seeing this, uh, some of these other changes we already talked about today. This, these gear changes are so minor that they almost feel like nothing. 
Right. And this is just like in the other direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. This is like okay. You think of every pro player you've seen play Chromie to this point, and now imagine them being twenty five percent better. You know, and, like, cause that's how what, Carl, am I right on my math is 20, 20, out of 80 is 25%, right? You're I'm not, right. I'm not, <laughs> okay, good. I'm not stupid today. Um, imagine them just being their damage coming online much more forcefully in a hurry, 25% faster. If she's not banned. Now, granted it's, it does, they did. It's not an adjustment to the number, the amount of damage you get. You're just getting the echo early, but still, you're getting a forty percent sandblast. Your power spiking sooner. Yeah, your 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 power. That's a straight buff. <laughs> yeah, your power spiking way sooner than you you should. Like that's just not natural. That's that's abhorrent. Um, to be great, to be fair, Chromie is all about power spiking sooner than she should. That. I, I get that, but that's, <laughs> but that's her trait. That's yeah. not her cue. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna and cut that they, off. I'm gonna cut it off uh, there. Cause we, we got we have way more stuff to move on. Uh, there's <laughs> other changes to other heroes: Butcher, Tehran, Sukov, Leark. Go check those out. There's some really cool changes there. Um, if you play any of those heroes, you definitely want to be appraised to what's happening with them. But uh, the big news of the week uh, was. The release of the Voskaya Foundry uh, event for Heroes of the Storm. Um, I was lucky enough last week to be invited to Blizzard on a virtual press tour. So I got to watch this from home where we uh, talked with uh, a couple of the developers. They, sh they showed us uh, some screenshots and some clips from the new uh, Battleground Voskaya Foundry as well as the next two heroes coming up. In Heroes of the Storm and Ana, uh, ranged support from Overwatch, as well as Junkrat, the ranged assassin from Overwatch. Um, we do know about Anna's kit. It's all out there now. Uh, Junkrat, we actually do know nothing about. They didn't tell me anything other than that he's coming to uh, Heroes of the Storm. Um, and it was it was a really it was really fun to to talk to the devs about uh, everything with developing this new battleground and event and especially with bringing a hero like Anna into the game. And I know we're going to talk a lot about her. Um, but as a support player at heart, Balrog fan, what do you think of Anna being literally a pure skill shot based support? I think she's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I didn't get a chance to play her, but from everything um, Artifice has said, she sounds fun. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it it just it seems like a really cool, strong kit. It's gonna be, it's gonna be fun. I yeah, think you should ask them. They played her. Okay. Yeah, physical art. I know you've actually endured the cues like you were talking about in your uh, games this week. What what do you think of her so far? I haven't had a chance to play her, and just the descriptions of her made her seem completely uh, really really high skill cap. 
You know, she's she's a lot of fun because the the fun fact is the only thing that's not a skill shot for her is nano boost. That's and that's that's one of the things that people are laughing about the most and having the most fun with. But um, she's the kind of thing that she's the healer that you can't chase down unless you have a lot of muscle behind you because between her short cooldowns on her darts and her sleep darts and the grenade she just she has a lot of self preservation and a lot of escape with that um plus it's very easy for her because i've noticed that i can shoot darts through walls um yep. I can lob the grenade over walls this and my favorite thing about her which i think should transfer to a lot of other heroes is you can't miss a hero because a minion's in your way. Everything she does focuses on heroes entirely. You can't even heal the minions by accident. And that that's my favorite thing about her. Yeah. Um, her, her, I definitely like appreciate the precision of that. <laughs> yeah, like like I said to Willie earlier, imagine Dahaka's drag if you never accidentally got a minion by mistake. Like it's that nice of a, <laughs> a thing. <laughs> There's some like mastery in that, um, but I think it's it becomes it's fairly intuitive, or at least it becomes more intuitive. And like you're used to, I need to avoid their minions, right? I can't hit my hook through their minion. I can't hit mm -hmm. my whatever their minion. But my minions are fine. My minions never care. Yeah. And on a heal, that's what would actually block you, and so that would be very just unfamiliar. Yeah, like for for her skill shot, like the sleep dart, I can aim through all of their minions to hit somebody no matter what, and I can do it through walls as well, and it won't like hit towers and things like mm -hmm. that. So it's really nice. Um, I did not get a chance to play Eye of Horus. I did get a chance to play Nano Boost, which is as ridiculous as you're expecting it to be. <laughs> um, check Reddit, check YouTube and Twitch. There's clips of it everywhere. It's hilarious. Um, I have Horus seems like what Nova's ult should have been to me. Um, Which, what, what, triple tap? Yeah. Yeah, the I have Horus unlimited range damaging rounds. I mean, it's healing and damaging rounds, but you could basically snipe from anywhere in the map to anywhere in the map. Yeah, um, I met, when I was making that, that uh, preview video for Ana, um, I messed around with I have Horus and. The thing I like and I oddly don't like about it is that if you're trying to snipe a kill off, your teammates get in the way, it's not <laughs> happening. Because it, 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 the indicator on it is actually really nice um, because if it's red, you're, you've, you've got an enemy lined up. If it's green, you've got a, uh, an ally lined up. Mm -hmm. And like you can really spam those shots. Yeah, uh, and they're they're it's meaningful damage as well. So, I think uh, with communication, you can have your team spread out and make sure yeah. that you secure a kill if they're you know a mobile hero that only is going to get killed by the snipe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they are. There actually is a slight bug with that on the PTR where only a few shots are getting triggered before it shuts down. So I think they're working on fixing that or adjusting it. Yeah, but um. I what what I find fascinating is the biotic grenade. Um, we actually asked quite a few questions about this uh, skill 
going uh, into the the game basically you, if you hit it with enemies it damages them and they receive 100% less healing for two seconds um, if I remember how they answered this question correctly they, they uh, basically said there will be an indicator for Anna of how much healing she prevented yes. and yes. it works on anything that has healing and so the most hilarious one they said they saw was someone's ancestral getting stuffed by by our grenade because it because it it, it st stops the healing and it triggers the cooldown on that ability so you're like completely destroyed by it i mean this is a a very scary ability um to play against and i'm really excited to see how it plays out and i think um one of the other interesting things was sleep dart um, it's not triggered by Anna's trait. Anna's trait does uh, a damage over time, but this obviously this uh, doesn't trigger that. So other um, abilities, other damaging abilities will wake them up, uh, just like in Overwatch. But really interesting. I, I think the other really big thing that I liked, and they mentioned this in the overview video, was uh, she has two talents at level 13 that are uh, cleanse-esque. Purifying Dart removes the slow roots and heals more if they are stunned. So that's your um, Sleep Dart. Or no, that's a Healing Dart. Healing Dart. And healing Dart. Sorry. Both of those. Yeah, it's an <laughs> then, interesting yeah. choice at 13. I think that's kind of a how is our game going right now mm -hmm. type of decision. Um, because the roots and the slows or the stuns is basically what your options yeah. are. The, and then the, if you're snowballing, the move speed. Mm -hmm. The other one, smelling salts uh, at 13, removing stuns and adding 50 armor if they are stunned. Uh, what do you think about that, Bog fan? I know you're a big Uther guy, and that's kind of uh, replicating a bit of what he brings to the table. Yeah, I really like the versatility of both of those, because generally when you're trying to remove stuns, people are j trying to blow somebody up. And uh, it's it's great to add that armor. It's it's one of the main reasons I like healing on Uther. The uh, the idea of moving the stuns and the slows and getting the extra healing that's nice because a lot of times when people are being rooted, they're being bursted down through sustained damage. I think they're very good, you know, clear, distinct choices you need to make about how you're going to fight the other team, and they come at the right time. I I really like that in her kid. I do like some of the synergy between a lot of her talents. Um, mm -hmm. Like, so I talked about it in the video I, I posted in the chat. Um, but detachable, detachable magazine box, uh, which empowers your doses, quest stack five doses on an enemy hero. Uh, once you do that 15 times, you unlock the active reload ability which you can activate instantly to get three charges of, of healing dart. Okay, so keep that in mind. And then if you take overdose, if you hit people with sleep dart and biotic grenade, it applies two, uh, two instances of her trait. So sleep dart, somebody, you, you drop or you, you drop a grenade, you hit them with sleep dart, you, you attack them once, boom, there's one part of your quest down. Like that's five stacks right there. Um, and then we, we go ahead to, you know, 13, you either take purifying, if it's root heavy, if it's stun heavy, you take smelling salts. 
and you can just keep everybody so incredibly safe in a hectic team fight. Um, and then here's where it really, really gets weird for Anna. So 16, concentrated doses or sharpshooter. But I like concentrated doses a lot more because it increases the healing darts effectiveness by 10% for each active dose on enemy heroes. So if you go absolutely ham on people and you get five stacks across all five, that healing dart is healing for 250% more. <laughs> That's that also a very good escape tactic when somebody is low. It's kind of a don't touch my things. Um, because the dose is active, you just keep them healing more and more and more so they can escape. Uh, Wonderbread asks, but is level 16 too late? No, because that I, I don't think so. I think that's the perfect time to put that talent in because that's kind of the finishing blow to... Anyone who tries to take you down at that point, you have so so much healing now potentially on your side that, I mean, even just getting five stacks on one person is just absolutely insane. You know, that's 50 extra you know, percent on that healing on, on an, uh, as long as those stacks are active. You know, and it takes, it takes what, uh, five seconds for those stacks to, to fall off. And you know? then if you choose to go that route at 20, the somnolent doses, where if you stack five, they're put to sleep. That's so gross. That it's is so gross. Sleep dart. Yeah, that's so dumb. It's, <laughs> it's beautiful. And it's so I, ridiculous. I, I really, I really, I really, really want to like aim down sights. Like, because at 20, she gets a, a, a attack range bonus from two to four. Uh, aim down sights being an activatable trait. Mm -hmm. That increases her vision by 100% and her attack range by 2, but slows her down by 20% until uh, until it's canceled. And at 20, it goes from 2 to 4. You know, that's... She's got a lot of fun quiver. things. What? Yeah, she does. She, I mean, she's got, like, she's... Like, I even kind of exclaimed at one point, I'm like, is this really a, uh, is this really a support? <laughs> like, because she take she's got dynamic shooting at twenty as well, which increases her attack speed by ten percent for four seconds up to a hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, I think we'll be obviously talking more about Anna in the coming weeks, but there's just so much we have to talk about with this event coming up. Uh, Pachamari Mania, another event coming to the game. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about these events, but I, I'm kind of eh on them. It's, it's free gold. I, yeah, it is free gold. Um, Does so, yeah. gold even matter anymore? I don't think you get gold from this. I think you only get uh, the Paramachi emojis, banner, spray, and portrait oh. for well, completing the quest. Um, <laughs> it's it's a fun event for a lot of people because it's just something Something to do, that, yeah. Something to do the 30 know? seconds before. I, I don't know what a Pachikachu is. What is that? Uh, it's this little uh, stuffed figure stuffed thing from, from Overwatch. Uh, it's in uh, a bunch of the um, arcade claw machines 
it was on the gear shop. Yeah. But it's it's currently sold out. What? It is? Well, it's at uh, a store that I was recently at, so I might have to go get it. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the big thing, though, I think is a brand new battleground with Sky Foundry um, with three control points throughout. Uh, controlling one of these, uh, just like the Overwatch map uh, type would imply, you uh, actually get a mech out of it. A Triglav Protector. And the fun part about this brand new um, thing in the game, in this battleground, is it's a two-person mech. The first person that gets into the mech has the control over movement, um, has some basic abilities to use uh, with it, and the second one that comes in uh, is able to do a lot of the damage abilities from the mech. And uh, just very early on in the Q&A that Blizzard had about this, uh, we uh, we did ask about Vikings. And no, Vikings will not be able to control both of them. So uh, you don't have to worry about that. Um, hey, guys, guess what? What? If Cho'Gal gets into the, uh, into the mech, Gaul can still cast spells. Well, that's how it is Any for. Really? Well, that's how it is for yeah. uh, some of the other vehicles, right? Dragonite. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. But it's a two. It's a two-person mech. So you, you have this think? giant three-man entity. So mm-hmm. yeah. Willie, you're gonna have to test out if Nano Boost works on Gaul while he's in the protector. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I want to do that now. That's yeah. Fine. I, I think also interesting, though, uh, in addition to this, they, they did state that all vehicles now, including the DK, Garden Terror, and the Protector, are now unstoppable. So, what? yeah. This is also a change coming in this uh, this path. So you, can't stun, you can't stun the DK. You can't stun the, the Garden Terror. Yeah. Garden That's Terror stupid. is... That's gonna they already that, resisted CC, so it was a little, like, half effective against them. I but... that, though, because there's so much... For the average player, there's so much pressure with those of, I can't go this way, they're chasing me down, I can't go this way, I've wasted the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because there's so much pullback, and as much CC as they could draw out of it, I don't know. For those maps, I kind of... It. That's just going to encourage bad players to do even dumber things. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm Look, the the goal is to make the Garden Terror so good that Garden of Terror only takes 22 minutes to complete. There we As go. opposed to 40. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm for these um, The other interesting thing I didn't mention was around the control points there is a bunch of conveyor belts, which makes things interesting. Uh, I've already seen some videos on Reddit of <laughs> Abathur Mines absolutely destroying people. Um, or the, you saw the Abathur Chase too? <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, that was that pretty clowny. Was it was super one, clowny. Like not Jango into the mines, just Abathur like juking him and out of vision or as the mine went, the ramp went around. Yeah, mm-hmm. like straight yeah. into the corner. The the Jaina one was really good too. The uh, Jaina with the clown music. Just yeah. running oh, yeah, around yeah, the yeah, conveyor yeah. belts. But I mean, um, did any of you play it yet? Um, this is basically Zex or physical art. Uh, I didn't play the full map. I played the Brawl, which I'm not sure because it was up on Monday and then it disappeared. Um, it was an ARAM with the double protectors that would pop up. And it was a, kind of a strange map because it was vertical as opposed to horizontal. But it was a lot of fun for the two that I got into. 
Well, the brawl, uh, they said they designed it to just so people get used to using these new unit types. Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think it's a pretty nice way to actually introduce it to players going forward. I also think that would be good because a lot of people, you know, they'll queue up and they won't see the new map for several matches and they won't know what to do once they get there. So having the brawl the first few days would be very nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. Um, so yeah, that we have to look forward to as well. So that's exciting. Uh, that I mean, it, for those who haven't played Overwatch, the control points work very similarly to how they do that in Overwatch. Um, when a point's at 99% victory pro pro progress, uh, you can enter an overtime state, and that means the enemy team can go and contest for a little short period of uh, time, and um, that'll be interesting, kind of trying to bring the Overwatch flavor into Heroes once again. Uh, really quickly before we move on to some of the other stuff uh, in this patch, uh, what do you guys think about this versus Hanamura? Um, obviously Hanamura has been taken out of the rotation. This is infinitely better than Hanamura. <laughs> Hanamura is a trash map. Um, <laughs> but as far as like pro viability, I think this will be a picked map. Um, like the two headed thing is like nifty, but it doesn't like, it's not like so gimmicky that the pros are going to like, Oh, this is a cheese map that you pick. If you think you're a bad team and you're trying to get an upset win. Um, it's like, it's just, it's like a dragon knight and they've played dragon before they've played garden, you know, and they've had, Oh, we need to contest a point right here. And it's not like, you know, it's not like warhead where you have three things spawning all the way across the map that you can only get to with globals. Um, you know, it, it seems like it's going to be a pretty straightforward map where it's like, all right, you got three lanes and sometimes you're going to have to go to an objective and you're going to team fight and you're going to sit on a point and they're going to march down the, the lane with a player controlled boss. So yeah. I think it's going to see a lot of play. I think it's a really fun map. I think it's like they, I think they nailed this one. It like looks as much really as I hate good. Overwatch and I'm mad that we're getting two Overwatch heroes. This map looks fantastic. Like it's, <laughs> it's fun. It brings new mechanics, but doesn't bring them in a way that feels cheesy and gimmicky. Yeah, it's not too far away from the the norm of MOBA play as uh, Hanamura was. Um, yeah, but uh, moving on to some of the other stuff real quickly. Um, I know we talked about this in our group chat, and it's not in the, the show notes, but I wanted to mention that it is coming in this next patch is the AI hero improvements. Make sure to check out that blog that uh, Blizzard did put out for this because it's actually really interesting and fascinating. Um, the amount of work going into uh, the uh, decision-making engine for uh, the AI-controlled uh, uh, heroes. And it should be interesting going forward. Um, Alina, how excited are you for the new daily quest of Play 2 Games as an Overwatch hero? I'm so happy it finally happened. I'm in the <laughs> best minority. Give me that quest. Give me Anna. Give me Junkrat. I'm so excited. You have no idea. Um... I think it's it's time. Like there's a, enough for a full team. There's enough of each class that it just. And you know what? It's only two. It's two games as opposed to the three that are every other game. So, but there are people who won't play it, and it'll sit in their inventory just as long as my three games as a tank sits in mine. 
it'll sit there for a week before I finally do it. I play a variety of draft mode, so the quest doesn't really matter. Yeah, so it, it's a fun thing. Um, Where's my t- play two games as Blizzard Classic Heroes? <laughs> I, I, I play two games as multiplayer. <laughs> you'll get that. You'll get that when we get Rock and Roll Racing in Blackthorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was the other one. But um, you know, I I as much excitement as I have for the Overwatch stuff, I still don't. I don't think they haven't reached the goal. I want to see Alterag Valley as a map. I think that would make a superb map. I, I really would like to see something like that as, uh, that, that, as well. It's already set yeah, up. Yeah, but then the, the, the team with most Alliance characters on its side would always win. Be easy to draft for. <laughs> also true. This is uh, also fact. <laughs> and uh, here's some changes coming to loot chests in this, in this system that I think people need to be aware of that go go through and, and do a purchase loot chest uh loot chest now purchased via the loot tab will now grant only grant rare loot chests instead of normal loot chests which is uh very nice um i didn't realize i didn't realize that it was only giving you normal loot chests to begin with and so shame on you blizzard but thank you for fixing that <laughs> i definitely uh, agree with that especially if it's coming you know out of the new system yeah and th- this will be only after the patch it won't apply to any loot chests you buy pre-patch so hold on to your gems uh and speaking of gems maybe you don't want to hold on to them because the celestial seed mount will be going away and replaced by the celestial raptor mount as a reward for making a purchase purchase gems so if you want that celestial steed mount get those gems before this patch comes out but i don't pressure you or anything but that celestial seed mount's fantastic the dinosaurs celestial yeah. dinosaur they're not exclusive <laughs> Get the steed yeah. and then get the raptor. <laughs> there you go. I do want to touch on the most important change, though. Okay. Banners that are placed after completing an objective, capturing oh. mercenaries, will now display the name of the player who owns that banner. That's Ooh, great. wow. That is pretty great. I can see my that. name on the battlefield. <laughs> I'm legit excited. Yeah. You know, what, you know, now I'm going to go out of my way to capture every single point. <laughs> I now hate go. this change. Okay. <laughs> my favorite change is this is really silly, but in your collection, it now should be easier to differentiate between your owned and unowned items in your collection. Honestly, it's hard as heck for me to see that. And now the item prices will be displayed on all unowned, unowned items, which will probably give a bunch of OCD people all sorts of problems because they'll be like i don't know that i need to get it i don't need it <laughs> whenever i go into the, the collection i just move to all unowned there you like go whatever tab i'm browsing I don't is that is that what you did for chat Unless icons uh, emojis what for the for the emojis yeah that's what i do now because <laughs> it's just quicker to see everything i all the emojis i don't own as compared mm-hmm. to the emojis i do own Speaking of unknown, there is also now an invisible poverty pony, just in case. I, I really want that. That's that. such a weird <laughs> mount. I'm sorry. That's <laughs> weird. I'm so excited for that. Like, I remember I, like, lost my mind over the Celestial Steed. I, I remember I bought it, and I, like, I immediately just messaged uh, our Facebook chat. You know, this is the best mount ever. <laughs> oh, my God. You guys have got to get this mount yep. now. Yep. Exactly. And then you guys, like, Charlie saw it. He's like, holy crap, you're right. This is, that is an amazing <laughs> mount. I want it. Yeah, I bought it right away. <laughs> yep. 
There's a lot of good stuff coming up. Yeah, most definitely. Speaking of good stuff. Yeah. I'm going to throw in uh, that five-minute, 12-second match from this weekend. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, we are we are talking about HGC. That was uh, Roll20 versus Gale Force, correct? On, uh, on um, Warhead. Warhead Junction. Why why that why that battleground how how like the whole thing and I know some of you didn't get to watch it because of work it, for me watching that whole series was like watching a different team like Gilly said they weeks of preparation for that and it absolutely showed in the drafting mm-hmm. in the careful play style up until like minute 4 of that game <laughs> but every, everything careful was, up till minute four yes careful <laughs> up till minute four because like like they if you watch it like the whole thing like the double triple global on gale force all in one lane meanwhile the other team is spread out like it, everything was coordinated and planned it was just it was amazing to watch because it was the kind of thing that people have been looking for as far as the whole like joke of na like that's something they were looking for is things mm-hmm. like that but the whole weekend was really good matches yeah the weekend actually ended up solidifying us all the guaranteed spots from both north america and uh eu we do have both roll 20 esports and team freedom guaranteed spots to blizzcon right now um their seating can potentially change we'll be talking about those uh, possibilities in a little bit, but uh, we knew Fnatic had already punched their ticket, but Dignitas, they yeah, also punched Dignitas. their ticket as well, so Dig fans can rest easy. They're looking good. Um, Fnatic we, can start sweating, because yeah. Dignitas is the only team that can actually threaten them. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and on the flip side of things, we actually do know quite a bit about how the Crucible is going to look. EU, we only have one team locked into the crucible right now that is team good guys at two and 11. Um, but this bottom part of the bracket is, is so open right now. It's, it's kind of crazy. Cause we have playing decks and zealots, both at five and eight, then team liquid and tricked at six and seven. And then team expert, obviously not in any threat of falling to the crucible, but they're at seven and six. Um, so those teams will be fighting for those, uh, advantageous, uh, seeds for, the HCGC playoffs, and then in, yeah, keep going. I just want to say Zealots basically controls their destiny here for the Crucible because uh, Ducks drew the short straw, and they have to play Fnatic in Week Ten. They're not oh. going to be Fnatic in Week Ten unless <laughs> Fnatic just decides to. Hand I mean, out didn't charity. Fnatic lose last Week Ten to a bad yeah, team? Yeah, but I don't think they're going to do that again because they, people don't want to accuse them. They don't want to be accused of throwing, and they're on such mm, a hot streak they, right now. You wouldn't break that up, but. They uh, lost to playing ducks. <laughs> Did they that's really? Funny. Oh, that's really? funny. Yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. The only team to beat Fnatic was playing ducks. Let that roll around in your head for a minute. Oh, uh, wow. So, anyways, yeah. but Zealots face faces good guys. So, they have to play a good game, beat good guys, and it's likely they'll they'll get themselves out of the Crucible, and it'll be uh, ducks and good guys down there. Yeah, most definitely. And... But there's no question in North America of who we will be seeing in the Crucible, most likely up against Heroes Hearth. If you haven't checked out the HCC NA Open, you gotta check out Heroes Hearth. Crowen, McIntyre, I can't remember who all is on that, but it's a whole bunch of 
ex HEC pros. Uh, they I are refuse. very, very scary team. I refuse to call them an amateur team because <laughs> nobody on that team is an amateur. <laughs> on any level, all yeah. of them, all of them are have been on HGC teams at some point. Yeah, but they're depending... not an amateur team. <laughs> Do you <laughs> think they beat Legf? It's like putting like I don't. I don't know. That. That's I, a good don't question. Use it, don't don't use this equivalency. But it's like taking like a mid tier NBA team. And throwing them in the NCAA tournament. You could throw yeah. the worst team in the NBA into the no, NCAA tournament. No, because no, because even the worst Let's college not teams. Do this hold argument. on. No, uh, <laughs> no uh, these arguments are dumb. This is a sports <laughs> they are radio dumb. argument. <laughs> Any college team could beat the Philadelphia 76ers. Uh, uh-uh, don't agree. I Anyways, really don't we're agree. talking about HGC right now. Uh, but yeah, lag force even in death. I, I'm pretty sure we predicted them being in the Crucible at the, before the start of the season. Um, it, it came true. Uh, so, yeah, I, I feel like even in death is definitely in the worst position for or, or most likely to lose their spot in HEC Pro. Lagforce, d- depends if they show up to play that day. Uh, Which, spoiler, they won't. So here's the thing. Lag, I guess I asked this question, but it probably won't happen because Lag Force is going to go in higher seed than even in death, and Lag Force gets to, ch- therefore Lag Force gets to choose who they play for their spot, right? Yes. Which means they won't choose the fake Heroes amateur Earth, team. Yeah. <laughs> the fake him, the faux amateurs. So, does even in death lose to that team? Does even in death mm. lose to Heroes Hearth? Yes. Uh, I think so. Wait, uh, that that's a serious question. I think so. You it know, is a serious I... question. You have to realize that Even in Death has been scrimming against HEC Pro teams. And yes, they have a crummy record, but and they, I, I feel like they have improved from where they were in the HEC Open. I think they'll at least put up a good dogfight. I really do. They, they have lost a lot of matches, but they don't just roll over and die. You know? Like, they're... Mm-hmm. They're Ooh, definitely learning. Okay. They're they're definitely improving. They're definitely putting up a good fight. Yeah, and that was, was that one game, Willie. That one game. That loss looks sillier and sillier. <laughs> like, that's that's the eternal. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm gonna phase. lord I'm gonna lord that over you because you were like, oh, even Death isn't gonna win a series, and I was like, they'll win a series. I, I promise you. Series. They won a map. Oh wait, no. Okay, never mind. They have one. They, they, they won. Yeah. And they beat Space Station. They also gaming. are the only team to take a map <laughs> off of World Twenty in Phase Two. That's, that's amazing. Like NA, that's, that's awesome. That's like NA taking a map off of EU. <laughs> <laughs> if I'm perfectly Cal- honest. Twenty-two and owing Korea. Yeah. With... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I. Uh, so I... apparently, who was it? Schwimpy on Twitter said, "Hey." uh, Lag force might be good, which is uh, definitely a step up from the constant disrespect EU just shows <laughs> it shows an A all the time. Yeah. So here's the question: Did he tweet that in response to Lag force almost beating GFE? Because right now GFE looks like a terrible team. Yeah, no, GFE looks god awful. I um, can't believe how bad they look. I don't know what uh, happened. They just but they look bad. 
I think, you know, I think their thing was reliance on being at the top and just assuming they know certain things about the other teams. Wait, 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 wait. It's the Cloud9 connection with King Calf and K1. <laughs> anytime, anytime the meta shifts, they have a, a slow, slow adjustment period to that meta shifting. I'm- I'm actually, I, I'm really agreeing with Artifice here. I, I think they got used to being able to one-up Tempo Storm all the time, and that was all they ever had to worry about. And all of a sudden, Freedom and Esports have, and Roll20 have come on so strong, and it's very different for them to contend with. Yeah, mm-hmm. as, as opposed to having to focus on one team, there's now four to five teams to focus on. And you can't just put brush them aside anymore. And I do think... Now that you guys are talking about Heroes Hearth, like next round, I think they're gonna be up in there as well. Now I, I see what you guys are saying. I, I don't ag- agree with it because nobody on Gale Force actually strikes me as the type to get complacent. Which well, is... what's what's the explanation though? They didn't get bad overnight, you know. Like it's just that they approach each. I'm sure they approach each. Um, each week period or whatever, each half at, with a, a very singular structured approach for practicing and scrimming and, and focusing on matches from week to week. When that process suddenly changes because the league you're in becomes very competitive, that that could explain why they're not looking as dominant. But shouldn't you be focusing on the team in front of you like every week? Like, because... <laughs> No, I, and I, I'm, I'm trying. You should, but you, you didn't. They didn't have to used to do that. But at the same trying. time, like the focus and on them, like huge. La- that, uh, sorry, Elena. Th- that's no, a huge. That's a huge screw up in the way they train themselves. Then, like, and I, I'm, I, I'll admit I've enjoyed watching Gale Force kind of like fall apart. Um, you don't I haven't. That. Just for the record, you, you don't. You don't see collapses yeah. kind of like this happening, and you want to see them bounce let's, back. Let's let's not go overboard here. A collapse. I mean, they look they look bad in the last half, but they're still nine and four. They lost out by one game, so mm-hmm. they could very easily be eight. Yeah, and five. but like they're they have a good record because they're really good in the first phase. Right. 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 So I mean, some of this is just like recency bias. I agree, but like they almost lost to Lag Force. They got they looked like children versus Roll Twenty. And then I think they <laughs> so lost bad. to what, like, Freedom and Superstars the week before or something. They've yeah, yeah. they've lost like, to they've, Freedom. They've dropped sets that <sighs> they had no business. It, honestly, no business dropping. Like something is internally wrong with Gale Force. And like, you know, yeah, I said I, I I'm kind of enjoying watching the blow up, but like I'm a uh, uh, what was it a sadist, masochist, one of those two. Um, <laughs> but like I, lost I'm, not, space or, station I'm not Freedom. I'm not wishing ill on these guys like these guys are obviously hard workers you know and like i just you know hope they can you know pull it together for you know blizzcon because now they have to fight through the playoffs and gale force is i like gale force over tempo star i'm sorry june um just because gale force De- has done a little bit better at lands than what Tempo has. You know, mm-hmm. I think it has to do with falling to their own assumptions. Because if you look at the the series, the big series this past weekend, in their pre-game interview, it was 
this team plays the same things all the time. And everyone knows Gale Force is super hard on focusing on the globals and focusing on certain things. And I think they are not expecting the other teams to focus on them as much and play against that. And I think that's what happened over the last few weeks is it's not so much that they're failing, it's that the other teams are getting better and they were not ready for that. They were not prepared. No, and, <laughs> and it definitely reflected in that Warhead Junction game where um, uh, the Roll20 just straight up all in that, you know, four minutes. Yeah. You and, know? you know, watching and normally, that... I would ex- I am so sorry. Um, no, no, normally, no, no. I would expect Gale Force to just be able to just shred that kind of idea. And they, but, they could but, have if they hadn't pushed for the other boss. If they had just said, nope, we're going back, we're going to stop this in its tracks, they would have done that. But they went for the boss, and that cost them just enough time. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm in agreement with you on that. Um, like, even that, that nuke that uh, Akka face threw out, like, just missed the boss by, like, this much because oh, they had God. moved it forward just enough. Yeah, that was just the most painful thing I've, I've seen. <laughs> like, they, they're... I, I really do hope, like, Gale Force, like, gets back on the, the right path here. You know, I'd like I to see a the strong showing. They'll, they'll, a... they'll shake it off for the playoffs. I really do. Yeah. But now it's become the uh, Willie and Elena show here all of a sudden. <laughs> hey, <laughs> that, that happens. That happens. Uh, but uh, yeah, the guy closes out, though. We have two series that are must watch this weekend. In EU, we have Liquid versus Expert on Friday, the 22nd at 11 a.m. Pacific expert is sitting at seven and six. Liquid is at six and seven. If Liquid takes this series, EU gets real messy real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I feel like Expert has this though. They've I I feel like their their record doesn't really tell the tale of how good they've played this split. I feel like um, I know we we talked about it a few weeks ago when they had the. They uh, lost 3-0 to Fnatic, but if you watch those games, it didn't feel like a 3-0, if, if that makes sense, because they mm-hmm. played really well, and it was just like minor missteps here that really cost them in that series um, in the individual games, but I don't know. Do Liqu- you think they can, Jimmy? Do you think Liquid can take it? I think they can. They're they're really good players. They're, they're definitely capable. I, I don't know if they have the momentum... To yeah, take over, a... to take over, uh, expert though. Both Liquid and Tricked are on a minus two streak, but Expert's minus one, so it's kind of a, kind of an odd situation in that area. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, to be fair to them, I think they had to play Dignitas and Fnatic. Yeah, past, uh, true. Or they had to play somebody, like, tough. It was either Fnatic or Dignitas. Um, but I think the real question here is. Is the is the liquid curse a real thing? <laughs> like I, I I say that jokingly and kind of serious because remember the old team liquid back in like the beta beta day the beta the beta days the beta days team liquid used to need something um, like Shad and all them like they were 
easily the number one team in the world at one point. You know, this is, you know, before the you know, couple of seasons ago, a couple of years ago, like that EU liquid team is the best in the world with Chris on it. And then it just kind of fell apart. You know, Misfits gets picked up by Liquid. They continue their dominant streak. And now they're just, they're, they're falling over themselves. You know, like Liquid is too good of a team to be at six and seven. You know, and I just, I, I point to their phase one, part one and two, like performances. Like we know this is a good team. They're like, mm-hmm. Why are they why are they tied almost tied with zealots and playing ducks? Yeah. You know? Like it like it worries me. It I mean worries. they're a good team, but they're a team in a region with expert Dignitas and Fanatic. But this is a team that used to dominate those guys. Yeah, but Fanatic has elevated themselves to like yeah. beyond the region. Yeah, no, you're 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 absolutely right. Like Fanatic is just playing otherworldly they're not even in the same solar system as everybody else right well it's also a time thing you know all the new heroes and the new metas and uh, the adjusting to that and all the teams building up and the new players and the star players it's just it's one of those changes like the the falling of gfe like liquid was the same way and to be fair i think we're in a the, the meta is valid. Like, if you know, you move into a double support meta and you've got two strong tank players on your team and it hurts. two assassin players and a support, it sucks. You know, if you yeah. move into a triple tank meta and you've got one tank on your team, it hurts. Has there ever really been a real triple tank meta, though? Yeah, the Koreans yeah, did it. There has been. Uh, mm-hmm. About late 2015. I remember that vividly. <laughs> there's definitely been a triple tank meta. Huh. I hate yeah. it, but there's been it one. Was pretty, it was pretty rough. Yeah. It will be interesting to see the the start of next year's HGC and all mm-hmm. of the changes that go into that with how much everything has changed mm-hmm. and built in the first year of it. Oh, I'm sure Blizzard will change some things. I'm I'm hoping that we'll get some more live events, but uh, that's probably a pipe dream, unfortunately, because they did open that esports uh, Blizzard esports arena out in Burbank, and it would be cool if we had some more. Um, live in-person events but uh the other series we are going to recommend that you check out is freedom versus tempest storm on saturday uh 23rd at 4 p.m pacific very important match for both of these teams moving into seeding for the uh playoffs just because tempest storm they they would like to make up some ground here for sure and we'll have to see if they are able to do so um I they yeah they could they could actually tie up with uh Gale Force if Gale Force loses to Superstars. Okay. Um I don't know what the tiebreaker is there but my brain has it that Gale Force is going to BlizzCon. Like that's how mm-hmm. messed up like that's how messed up my head is right now. Like I'm like wait, no, this it, is a if, completely irrelevant series. If if they main like, forces punch their ticket. If and, they maintain their their third seed, which I don't see them not doing. I they have to they have, they have to win one series and that's it and they're in. Who Gale Force? Yeah. Yeah, but the last time they won a series was week 7. 
Touche. That's what Touché. Makes, that's what makes this very interesting too, because Tempo Storm is a very strong team who, you know, they don't always perform, but they're definitely capable of beating Team Freedom. So, yeah, if that mm-hmm. happens, it makes Gale Force and Superstars that much more interesting as well. Mm-hmm. And I feel like Tempo has also been watching Freedom, and like planning for this because they knew this was coming up. Yeah, yeah I feel that's... like Tempo's hungry and will win this series. Do you think they will beat Freedom? Uh, I think so. Sure. I wouldn't bet money on it, but I think they'll <laughs> win. <laughs> Just uh, having having this last week be so close in both regions is exciting for me. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think there's a whole nother level of Tempo Storms, either focus or pressure, however you want to look at it. If they know, I mean, obviously on Friday, if, if Gale Force loses to Superstars, then... Which could happen. That, mm-hmm. It could happen. This this could potentially be you know Tempo Storm playing for their lives. Yeah, yeah another but, scenario that yeah. that plays out though is then Superstars and Space Station Gaming will most likely tie for that uh, last spot in the playoffs, and I don't know how the uh, tiebreakers work for that because Space Station Gaming yeah. is playing Roll Twenty, and I don't see them winning that series. Even though Roll Twenty is mm. well, Roll Twenty needs to win. To make sure that they get that number one seed, I believe if they mm-hmm. win, they're they're the number one seed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if the, the NA and EU being really close, because if you look at Korea, there isn't really. It's like it's like a divider after the third point. So <laughs> yeah. having having these other ones is is and there's so many things that could change just by one match, and I love it. I love seeing that. Yeah. So here's the thing, that's true for all playoffs. Um, if you think you're the best team in the playoff, you don't care where you get seeded. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, you know, if you're Tempo Storm, then the difference in this match is going to be whether you have to play, like, Space Station before you have to play GFE. And you think you're just a better team than Space Station. Then you can go into this match and treat it more like a scrim. In a sense, you can try some stuff out. You can test some strategies. You can do whatever you think you need to do to prepare yourself, make yourself a better team for the playoffs, which is more important than getting a better seed. But if you're like, I think we just need to put ourselves in a spot where we only have to win one best of five, then you have to do absolutely everything in your power to just win this one series. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't you don't want to be playing in that. I, I think Tempo Storm should definitely be gunning for that that third spot if, if Gale Force drops third match on Friday. Yeah, I definitely agree. But uh, yeah, that is HGC week number 10. Should be really exciting. Uh, just a reminder, because it is the final week, we only have Friday and Saturday. Sunday are no games, so uh, make sure to check those out when you can. And I think that's going to be it for our show for this week. We're about an hour and 20 minutes into the show because there was just so much stuff that Blizzard dumped onto us uh, since last week. So really cool to be talking about that. Yeah, give us more. (laughs) Obviously, we'll we'll be talking more about the uh, PTR patch as it does go live probably next week, I would imagine. Um, I haven't heard any news about it being a two-week cycle this time around, but uh, it might be because it's a new map and a new event. Who knows? Uh, We'll we'll probably have a date uh, pretty soon coming up here. 
but yeah, check out blizzpro.com to uh, find out the date for the release, uh, as well as all your heroes and Hearthstone, Overwatch, WoW, Diablo news. It's all there at blizzpro.com. Uh, for past episodes, make sure to check out youtube.com slash blizzpro. Join us throughout the week on discord.blizzpro.com. And if you do like the show and want to contribute towards the show, go ahead and check out patreon.com slash heroes power. That helps us out um, with all the, the different hosts, all the, the hardware setups. Um, sometimes stuff goes wrong and we use that money to uh, help with that kind of stuff to keep producing the show and uh, keep it going. Um, make sure to check out all the other Bliss Pro Network shows. Uh, Westmarch Workshop for Diablo 3 Payload Podcast or watch Walmet for Hearthstone and Arcane Analysis for World of Warcraft. With that, though, final thoughts. Where can people find you? And what are you up to the rest of this week, Bauer fan? Uh, just check out my Twitter. I'll probably, if I play anything, I'll I'll mention it. So there you go, Zexrus. Uh, tomorrow, casting chair league playoff match with uh, Balrog fan. Check it out. Twitch.tv. Wednesday. Thursday. I'm stupid. Ignore me. Thursday. I meant Thursday. There you go. I'm super worried there for a second. I'm like, hold up. I do have other plans. There we go. It's Marvel. So find me at Zextras, Nexus Comms, Hots. It's Marvel, baby. Yep. So let's kick over to Elena. Yep. Physical art. Keep eyes on Twitter and the website because next week we will have our interview with Justin from Roll20. Yeah, that's going to be awesome, too. And I'm really looking forward to that. He's one of my favorite players in HCC right now. And he's kind of... he. I feel like he was the one who kind of started the whole Garrosh train um, when, oh, uh, when it really uh, really started to impact the meta. Uh, PFlameG, how about you? Uh, here's your water. Let's make some hot dogs. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> what? Why do you exist? <laughs> did somebody clip that or no? Uh, I did not clip that. Okay. Okay. I was, I was playing WoW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I tried too hard. <laughs> oh, got my so goodness. far. No, no. <laughs> to quote Charlie, pick anybody else in the world. Be that person. Don't be you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, as far as uh, me, check out uh, me on DJ Tired at Twitter and Twitch. Uh, that's kind of it for me. I mean, I post all my stuff there. Been really busy, and we're losing Zachary, so we're gonna close out the show with that. Uh, make <laughs> sure, make sure to follow us on Twitter at Heroes Power. Check us out heroes.blispro.com. We will see you next week, and enjoy your time in Nexus. We will see you soon. Stay tight.